Hello, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for listening and thank you for all your messages. I really appreciate hearing feedback on how this show or how this podcast has helped you in your life or has resonated with you. And today, I'm going to share with you a special guest, someone that I found on Instagram who is a branding and marketing specialist. And the reason why I am interviewing someone like this, who's not necessarily in the spiritual community, is that I know how hard it is to start a business, a spiritual entrepreneurship business. And so many of the times what I've seen with the clients that I work with is that when times get tough and when you feel burnt out in your business, it can create a a level of confusion around if you are meant to serve in the way you do and or if you know your purpose or is this your purpose it can cause a lot of questioning and doubt within yourself but what i know to be true is that it is never that your purpose is wrong it is that your mindset and something in the way that you are leading yourself through or in your business is what is out of alignment. So it's very important that we learn about how to support ourselves in our business, whether you're starting out and building your business or you're, you know, building your business already for years. We all need support in everything that has to do with business. So we're going to talk about mindset. We're going to talk about Instagram, how you can use Instagram to work for you, how you can help yourself recenter to a healthy, balanced, abundant mindset in the way that you use this tool to help you in your business. We're going to hear from this special guest around his inspirational story, his unique messaging, and how he supports himself in his own online business. So again, it is the most spiritual thing that you can do to help support yourself in your business. And I am excited to share more interviews around all things that will support you not only in your spiritual business, but in living your purpose. Because you see, the Akashic Guides have explained to me that we've had this collective conscious, we've had a message for the collective consciousness for the past several decades around finding your purpose, but now it is time to live it. And we will only be able to live our purpose to the level we can embody it. And the only thing that is usually stopping us from embodying our purpose is fear and mindset and our own limitations. So, This is the exact reason why I created a business reading in the Akashic Records to help support you in unblocking the mindset that you have that is preventing you from showing up, preventing you from expressing yourself. It's also a way in which I can connect with your consciousness, all levels of it. 
identify what is going on now and why you might have a block in abundance and then take you on that trail of shifting your perspective into one that supports your highest expression, that supports your highest potential. And the Akashic Records, what it does is it's able to tap into what the what is going on now, how you can shift your perspective and the expanded version and vision around whatever you are seeking to manifest. Also taking into account your soul's purpose and your soul's destiny. So I use my Akashic Records in my business and I am thrilled to use the Akashic Records to support you and yours. So if you're interested in receiving a business reading in the Akashic Records, you can go to my website or my link in bio and my Instagram. And the other exciting thing about this offering is I open the the soul, the energy of your brand, whether that be on TikTok or Instagram or your website, and I'm able to read the energetics of how your business is being portrayed, and if that is in alignment with your highest expression, and also how we can fill in those gaps and align you in your soul's light and abundance to align to the highest expression of your purpose. So we need all the support we can get. I know that I've had a lot of takeaway aha moments out of this show. And I hope and I know that you will find it very valuable. So let's get started and meet today's guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. On today's show, I'm so excited to introduce you to a special guest. I have someone that I've been following on Instagram, stalking on Instagram, and really loving what they post and the messaging and philosophy. So I would like to welcome Bami all the way from Nigeria. Bami is a business and personal branding coach, and he helps others build their income without losing their soul to their business through teaching them hybrid a hybrid coaching model. And he has amazing messages and philosophies around marketing and strategy and branding. And so welcome to my show, Bami. Thank you so much for being on here today. Thank you for inviting me, Amber. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know about how it is in your community. But for me, a lot of me and a lot of my friends and the coworkers, or I guess the people that are in the the same field that I am as like spiritual entrepreneurs have been talking a lot about how Instagram is causing this kind of burnout type feeling and this hustle culture and that it's hard to, you know, keep up with the algorithm and that it's just not really, Instagram is not really what it used to be. And yet it is so much how, at least for me, and I know many people, how we connect with our audience and how we build our brand. And so I am really interested in talking to you today about some of like the marketing strategies and how to build our brand and community without mm-hmm. feeling that burnout energy. 
And also, you know, just want to pick your brain about some of your um, tools and your tips that you have for um, for branding. But before we get started with all that kind of conversation, uh, I was wondering if you would share a little bit more about your story and how you kind of got to where you're at today, because um, everyone has a story, but I know you posted something too about, you know, how you choose to live in Nigeria and how it is a little bit of a, a harder, or not a little bit, but it is maybe a harder climate or environment to live in. And you have a strong conviction around, um, around that choice. And, and I just wanted to see if you would just start wherever you want and sharing a little bit about your journey and your struggles and your, your triumphs and your wins. All right. Um, yeah. Once again, thank you so much, Amber, for you know asking this question. Um, yeah. So basically, um, from I think the kind of family background I'm actually from kind of foiled my journey. All right, and you know what I've actually turned out to be so far up to now. All right. So I'm from a polygamous family. I don't know if you know what polygamous family is. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. Okay, so basically, um, my dad is married to six wives, okay? And oh. we are actually more than 20 children, 20 kids, okay? So I'm actually, like, you know, the first of more than 20, the 20 plus. I don't know, I honestly don't know. Um, the wives, for example, like, maybe having some arguments, for example, like having argument, you just kind of see things at, like, early age that make you feel like, it just makes you mature. You know, you know, very, very fast. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for the fact that as well, that um when I started, when we start, I think the earliest memory I actually remember of myself, uh, maybe when I was I honestly don't know, maybe like three, four, five, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but the earliest memory, all right, we were, you know, my my parents, all right, started with my mom, because my mom was actually the first wife, okay. Mm-hmm. First wife, but my dad actually started out as a farmer, all right no money whatsoever even my mom as well so i literally even grew up in a farm and things but over the years like you know us moving from a i think it's in one or two room rented um rented apartment i don't think, I don't think you actually call that an apartment but two mm-hmm. rented rooms all right so now moving all of a sudden um into a house of our own all right in as much as that period i really don't know i really didn't know how they made that happen but along the line, I started like, you know, hearing the stories of how like literally um, my dad and my mom, they built the house from the ground up, like, you know, actually modeled the blocks themselves and things like that. So I was like, man, this is actually very, very crazy. Like, this is like a lot of hard work and things. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like my journey, I've always been in that more like entrepreneurial kind of family, even though the entrepreneurial journey for them is nothing too serious like it's not like at the beginning they were like you know extremely rich from it but you know they literally had a choice from the early stage all right so being born in that kind of environment and um you know my dad like he never actually had a nice five job as well and even my mom and things like that so just being being born there and then later on my dad like literally getting rich all right i don't know what he did i don't know how he did it but like you know that hard working thing was actually always in him and i'm like man if he was actually able to make this house by himself, like from Nigeria even, right? And I can actually do this too. So pretty much all of the opportunities to actually go abroad 
from the early stages uh he kind of threw my way you know like parents all right you always want to not make your children go through uh same softness like actually right. go through so yeah i always declined and i'm like i'm actually good where i am and things like that so and, um yeah, basically that's how the journey started for me then when i was in school you know going in school um after school left home immediately because in as much as my dad was actually cool you know he was he has like some money and things like that like remember we are from i'm from polygamous family like 20 plus children so it's like you know you can't actually get the attention the same attention that you have for like let's say when you have like two kids versus 20 plus mm-hmm. you get us actually a lot so pretty much we've always been on our own from the early stages does that make sense yeah so you've always actually you know your own so and um after school i just left home i I just left i didn't because i schooled in ghana right and i'm from nigeria when i when i came back from um ghana i knew that i can't actually stay right here to because i had an idea about what the future actually holds for me and things like that so i knew that the environment was not really conducive for that and um, i just left like to another state that i've never lived in and i'm you know just trying to figure out my way and things like that so and up to now, like that's how the journey literally started for me. And I'm, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's hard, and you know, it's been cool as well. You get. Wow, that's an amazing journey. So, so your parents, you you kind of were saying, were their own kind of entrepreneurs in a way, like the way that they they you're saying they built their own house with their own hands, and they kind of just. Yeah worked their way up in life, I guess, to, to have, you know, their own money. And so you, you most likely saw that as an example, right? Like that, how do you think that, because it sounds like that was this positive example for you, but then at the same time, maybe you didn't get the, all the attention that you needed and you wanted to, um, maybe that helped you be more independent for, you know, at the same time, but how do you how do you see like the mindset and the way that you have built yourself into an independent you know entrepreneur like what were some of did you have any struggles to get to this place like what were some of the things that came up i see you shaking your head what were what were <laughs> the, some of the things that that came up for you yeah, so you know, it as much as I focused more on the positive stuff I actually got from my story. Um, you know, right now with the introduction I did, right. it wasn't always like this, like it's like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, it was something different because like I said, like coming from a polygamous family, the attention was not there. All right. Even though um it, you know, and when I when I say like my 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 family or my my dad, for example. When I say you, he, he actually did well for himself. Like it's not like it's actually extremely rich and things. It's just mm. comfortable and also you know things like that. So when I was growing up, even the little things that uh, it seems that children actually have access to right now. All right, let's say maybe you are going to the amusement park on Saturdays. You are eating this kind of meal, you know, every day and things like that. I never actually, I never actually had access to that. All right, so you know. It's pretty much like that feeling of neglect, that feeling of, and my dad as well, he's very, very, he's a very strict, no-nonsense person. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, no errors, you understand? Mm-hmm. So 
distance over the years actually had a huge negative impact on me. Like, you know, because when I remember when I was in school, like let's say my junior school, as around when I was about 16, 15, thereabouts, I always found myself to be comparing myself to other kids in school, like talking about, hey, we actually went to this party, all right? Maybe we went to this shopping mall this Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I've, I've not actually stepped foot in that place, that kind of place before in my life. All right. So, you know, over the years, that kind of like started making me compare myself with um, other kids, all right, like other people. And um, and later on, when I literally worked on myself, I, I think what really changed everything for me was when I decided to say, okay, let me just go away and start living on my own. All right. And that kind of like put me on the self-awareness journey. But like I literally saw things that affected me negatively and also you know you know the struggles already hardships just depends on how you see it you can either see it as you know you can see it as a motivation or you can also see it as man i i don't think i've actually had a great life so far things like that so and for me like i actually chose to see the struggles as like a motivation for what i should do for who i should become and what i shouldn't do so like that is actually very very huge um you know, just mindset change, like outlook generally for me. And I'm, I think that's one of the things that are really, really, the big things that really contributed to my journey so far, if I'm being honest. Yeah, so I I understand what you're saying. And in, in my, you know, we all have our own journeys, right? But I can relate a lot to this, um, the approach that we can take in life around, first of all, comparing ourselves to others, not feeling good enough and feeling like, the victim or, or just less than, and that we will never be able to do X, Y, and Z or have X, Y, and Z because of who we are, who we think we are or what, where we came from. So I, I still struggle with that myself, you know, comparing myself and feeling good enough, but ultimately um, I agree with you. And I know what it comes down to is choice and how we respond Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the empowering way to live. And, um, I, I think that I, I, I utilize that in my life too, Bumi, but I, I also know that it still comes up in like funny ways, right. And in random times. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it's more about like walking ourselves through like, okay, you know, having the awareness, like, okay. I know I'm experiencing this insecurity or this less than, but I have the power to make a choice, right? And to to respond. Um, So it's funny too, for me that there was so much of, I know you're, I feel like you're much younger than me, but there was so much of my life before kind of the age of like 39 that I truly did not utilize that empowerment and that ability to make choices. I mean, of course I made choices in my life, but not like in this very empowering way. And I don't know if, you know, I had this near death experience where I I met God and, and I met source is really how I call it. And that was the first time that I was able to feel this unlimited presence of unlimited possibility and potential that we have, that we all are. And so from there, my life changed, you know, so much. And that was what, 
gave me the drive or that gave me the fuel to start my own, you know, or to really just go after my purpose in life. And so I know we come from different backgrounds and, you know, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur and you're an entrepreneur, but at the same time, it's like the same you know, it's the same kind of model and structure where we all have the same fears and we all are just trying to walk ourselves through this path and show up for ourselves and to, um, to have the best kind of life that we can have. And so I, I wonder if you can maybe pivot also into how, how did you actually start your online business and how, how do you, what do you see is the opportunity that we have now um, all over the world to have online businesses? Because for me, I feel like it's opened the door to the spirit of entrepreneurship. And like, even when I was in school, it was like, you go to college and then you get a job. And now it's kind of like, maybe don't go to college, just start your own business and be an entrepreneur and you can do anything online. And so it's opened the doors, right. To so many people, but at the same time, there's a lot to learn about branding and marketing and things like that. So did you go to school for for marketing or like how, how did you kind of get into this online business that you have? Okay. Yeah. So, um, it started for me, um, at year two of college year two, mm-hmm. initially I went to college for computer science. Okay. Um, went to study computer science, but there was not really much thought put into that because, you know, like I said, um, um, you know, it's for me, for example, I was never forced to say, okay, you go to school to be like a doctor and engineer and things like that. So, you know, even going to college, I didn't know what I wanted to go for. Okay. But I just saw a course and I was like, okay, this looks cool. Let me go for this. But, you know, year one, the first year of going into school, I realized that, man, computer science is not what it is for me. Right. And, um, you know, I didn't just want to drop out and things like that. So in year two, I decided to, okay, say, what can I do? Okay, what what exactly can I actually do that doesn't have to do with computer science? All right. Um. Then, one of the days I remember that okay, um, when I was much younger, all right, in you know in high school, um, I was my dad actually enrolled me into they call something like computer training center in Nigeria. So computer training center is basically a small shop or maybe big shops, I don't know, like a, a place where, you know, people actually come, you have like someone training a lot of people about uh, how to use Microsoft Word, Excel, CorelDRAW, and things like that. So my dad actually wrote me in one of those, during, um, in one of those computer training centers when I was doing one of the breaks that we had in school. And um, I actually go to use CorelDRAW for the first time. Like they taught me, I was like, man, this is actually very, very cool. Like I was designing the logo of Pepsi, and, um, you know, I was like, okay, this is very, very cool. So when the, um, um, when I was, when, 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 when I was in college and then it dawned on me that computer science is not really what it is. And I started thinking back about what exactly I've actually done in the past that I really liked. Okay. All right. Then I said, okay, man, I actually did corridor in the past and I'm, I decided to give it a try again, not for money. It's funny enough. Like I just wanted to do something else that 
first of all made me belong because my other friends um they were very good at computer science and um you know it felt like you were a part of a circle and then you had like no not much stuff to actually contribute you understand so it's like your friends they are this mm-hmm. right they are good at this but you are not good at it so i was like what can i actually do and um i started learning more about design just designing random things taking free courses on google online and um you know i started sharing my work as well on instagram so when i because i wanted to i you know i shared my work because i wanted to you know get approval of people like to just like critique my work see what i can do better and things like that and um that's when i started like you know posting logo work and um you know, I think literally after like six months to eight months of just doing random logo works on Instagram, posting that, I got someone to reach out to me. That about me, help us design our logo. I'm like, oh, wow, are you serious? You can actually get paid for this. That was the <laughs> first thing I was like, man, I can actually get paid for this stuff that I never even planned on making, you know, making a career or like making money out of. And that was really, really the, the, the real pivoting moment for me business-wise. I was like, okay, if somebody could actually pay me for this, then there are actually more people that can pay me and I can pay me higher. So that's exactly how I got started. Okay. I'm just sharing something that I was, you know, not something I even already knew. I think the mistake a lot of people make right now is, you know, especially when I just, if you're just starting out something, if you are thinking about starting an online business, the mistake people make is they feel they need to already be good at something before they start sharing the work. But that is not necessary, all right? And the reason why people feel they need to already be good at something before they start sharing their stuff is simply because they feel, okay, you know, before people actually start following me, before people start paying me something, they need to see that I'm actually very, very good at what I do. Mm-hmm. But that's not how, you know, it's, 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 it just makes you, or how should I say, like, there's another way to go about it, all right? A more, a better way, Okay. And that is actually literally documenting your journey, showing that, look, I'm just learning. All right. This is like something that interests me right now. I'm learning it. And then I'm ready to like share with you guys. And I'm, you know, if you, um, if you critique it, that's okay. If you say something bad about it, that's fine. If you like it, whatever I may be, but I'm just like literally publicly just documenting my journey. And I'm, that is also the reason why if you look at my Instagram page right now, my very, very first post that I made on Instagram is still on there. Like, because I really want people to see that this is a journey. All right. I'm not one to say, okay, when I eventually start making more than $100,000 a year in my business, then I went ahead and deleted my post that didn't seem perfect. All right. But yeah. that is not how it is. Like, there's a journey. There's a lot of pivoting moments that's actually happened from logo design to doing brand strategy to like being a business coach and things like that. Like, everything is really documented on my Instagram page because you could actually approach building your business on a business this way. Yeah. So, oh my God, this is so good because I know this speaks to so many people, including myself. It's, there's so much fear that comes up when you think that you have to be an expert and you think mm-hmm. you have to be perfect and then you'll launch the course or you'll, you know, in my world, there's a lot of psychic mediums and Akashic record readers and people who are doing like spiritual readings. And there's yeah. a lot of fear around like, when should I start reading, you know, for other people, or when should I start first launching my course or my own coaching or my own mentorship? And it is so true. You, you, 
you, you have to just start where you're at and you learn new. It's true. You learn through working with other people and you, you learn through launching that program or that course. And, um, but at the same time, I know that I tend to have this perfectionism kind of mechanism. That's really just this coping, I guess, mechanism around, am I good enough? You know, like if I'm, if maybe if I'm perfect, then, you know, I don't need to be afraid because I'm, then I'll be good enough. But there, you just remind me that there's, there's no such thing as perfect and start where you're at. And I love hearing that like back end story, you know, about you and like where you started and how, um, the other thing is when you share and express yourself, like you did, you just were like, Oh, these are the logos I'm doing. And, you know, and it's not about the money. It's almost like that's when you make the money (laughs) when you, yeah. When you make it just about helping other people. Um, so I know, and I know you talk about money, um, and I don't know if you want to talk about your like money philosophy or there's so many ways we can go here. If you want to just say whatever you want to say, but I, I think like maybe if you wanted to also just talk about like, what would be advice you would give others who are sitting on so many ideas, right. That they want to do. How, you gave already a lot of good advice, but what what would you say to all those people who have fear to start where they're at? So, you know, if you have fear, all right, my, I think for me personally, one of the things that you need to actually have when you're, fifth, when you're scared about doing something is to have a very, very big why as to why you're doing the thing in the first place, all right? And your why should not be about money because money is superficial, to be honest, all right? It's just, you know, some people might not be able to understand what I mean, but, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, when you make your first money, when you make, like, 20K, 30K, 50K, you start realizing that, okay, this is actually very cool, but as a human mind, like, we we are very, very complicated, like, you know, intertwined, it's just that a lot of things are actually going on within, within us and, you know, money is not, it's just superficial. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you need to actually have a bigger why as to why you're doing something. All right. Like why exactly does this matter right now? Why are you doing this? Okay. If your why is actually bigger than your fear, the fear doesn't stop you even if it's there, because I wouldn't even advise for you to get rid of the fear. I feel as humans, like if the fear is not there, then we're not humans anymore. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Be- just- yeah, just have a bigger, you're not compassionate or you're there's something off there yeah exactly you know it's it's not about just getting rid of the fear it's about doing it regardless of whether or not you're scared all right and the way you do that is having a big why all right why does this matter to you like why should you do this what happens if you don't do it okay let that lead you all right and i um, you know when you have a big why like that that is the first thing and after that make sure you are doing things step by step. Like, you know, I was telling my girlfriend the other day that, look, um, the reason why a lot of us actually are always in that depressed mode, especially about business, is simply because we are currently at step five and we're already thinking about step 30, <laughs> right? It's like you're currently here and then you're already thinking about here. Mm-hmm. That just puts you in 
desperate mode. It makes you not patient. It makes you want things very fast. It just makes you skip a lot of steps because, you know, you're just desperate. You just want those things very fast. So, you know, and again, I'm not saying these thoughts will not come, all right? You know, we are always like aspirational people and things like that. So, but when it comes, just find a way to always ground yourself. Doggy, mm-hmm. look, okay, as much as step 30 looks cool, is basically where I look to be at the end of the day. Okay, no problem. I'm not there yet because there's still a lot of steps that I need to actually follow through without skipping before getting, without getting there. Understand? So, you know, and this is literally how I actually approach even every negative thing in life as well, personally for me. Um, even business-wise as well. Like, I don't want to get rid of, I don't like wanting to get rid of the negative things, like, you know, feelings, like the emotions, but instead embrace them. And, um, you know, just know that they will always be there. It's okay if they're always there, but you can just like do better. Or you can actually have a way of managing or controlling them. You understand? Absolutely. So I I have my own kind of way that I've been thinking about fear that I think is similar is like making fear your friend, embracing it completely, which, yeah. which it, it literally transcends it. It shines love. You're, you're using this like higher um, perspective and awareness to just say, okay, I see you, I feel you and it's okay. And, and that in itself brings peace. And then yeah. also you, you know, just, we can't, we can't get rid of fear. We can't get rid of negative feelings, like you said, but it's the way we look at them, which, mm-hmm. and it's like, we, there, there's this level of observation that we all have around our feelings. And so I, I do agree. And it's, oh, I, so it's, a, a way to realign ourselves back with our purpose. Your the way that you say it is like, what is your why? It's like, well, what is your purpose? Same thing. And mm-hmm. it's such good advice. It really is such good advice. And then you were saying, um, you were saying that you take kind of steps, right? You take like these baby steps. And it's funny. I was just doing a reading yesterday with a client. I do Akashic record readings. I, I don't know if you even know what that is. They're soul readings. And I tap into the library of your soul. And I was working with a client and I don't think she'll mind me sharing because I'm not going to share details. But basically when I'm channeling in this soul records, um, her one of her guides was explaining exactly what you just said. They said, just take baby steps one step at a time because yeah. when what happens is when we we want to think of the big picture to have goals like you said we want to think of the big picture to to know maybe where we're going in life what our end you know what our intentions are or what our end result is but at the same time that overwhelms us so much because it adds yeah. so much pressure to us. And then, you know, even for me, I can just shut down because I have big dreams too. Like, I'm like, I want to be on stage, giving seminars, talking to people. But then I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, you, <laughs> you're a mom, you have, you know, 5,000 followers, you have 6,000 followers, you haven't written your book yet. You need, you know, there's all these things that you want to, that I want to do. And it just can make, me feel overwhelmed and almost just like shutting down, like I said. So there is 
something to grounding and you used that word too, and just being practical because, yeah. you know, I can, I can live in the stars and other dimensions. I I'm all about expanding consciousness, but we are human and we are living this human experience. And it's so true that we have to just take steps to, to get there and enjoy the moment, right. Enjoy those yeah. steps. You talk about that. I know you talk about how you believe, right. And like streamlining your business so that you're not, um, I don't know the words you said, like hustling or you're feeling burnt out. What did, was that based on personal experience for you? Yeah. hundred percent. I, you know, and I told you, I left, I left home, um, after college. And also that's when I literally got really, really serious about my business. So as entrepreneurs, okay, when you get serious, because I was in college, all right? I started my business in college, but I didn't really take it as business until after school when I had to be on my own. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that motivation, that drive makes you walk like, like a horse, right? Like a dog, okay? Mm-hmm. Like just walk crazily to make things happen. But there's always negative consequences at the end when we are walking that way, okay? So, you know, for months after I moved to a new state, like I had to do a lot of things I didn't want to do, like literally no social life. I was looking like, you know, I actually even have some of my photos there. And I was like, man, actually, are you sure this is actually me? Right. <laughs> crazy yeah. stuff. No sleep, just walking crazily. And at the end of the day, there was no big results to show for it. All right. Like there was no big money being made. There was no, you know, there was no connection between me and my family. Like I literally had no relationships and things. Like it's just, I would actually be in my house for, weeks without leaving or without leaving anywhere and i'm like man if this is what it takes for me to get to that my monetary goal that i actually have for myself i definitely don't want it because i call it like a miserable there's no point in being a miserable achiever because if you achieve something at the end of the day and then you're not happy about how you achieved it you're not happy about who you've become after achieving it then it's not worth it all right, so that's why as entrepreneurs right now, we need to be very, very mindful about how we achieve our goals more than achieving the goals itself. Okay, Absolutely. so you know, just that how matters a whole lot. And I mean, I totally understand if people right now, uh, people that are just starting out, they can't actually pay attention to the how. It's okay, like that's fine. But don't be in that cycle for so long because it can actually try to get addictive. That's the thing like it can really get very very addictive it can get hard for you to actually plug off that life plug away from that life right so you want to you know if you are starting out you want to actually do whatever it takes to make your dream a reality but be also conscious that look like this is not going to be for life it's not going to be forever it's not going to be for a long period of time i think that's what that's what the missing piece was for me all right um when i was walking that way like i you know, I, there was no, um, there was no thoughts locked up in my mind somewhere that I look by me. It's not okay to be walking this way. Even if you are currently walking this way, it's just that it's not okay. It took me like, you know, burning out. It took me just being miserable to actually find out about that. And, um, you know, I just wish like I knew that. Um, so right now that is just what, what I do. And um, one of the ways to start approaching building a sustainable, that, rich life 
rich business. It's just making sure that you simplify things for yourself a whole lot, right? Making sure that you're also patient as well about the results you want for yourself, all right? Making sure that you don't want things very fast. Like you are just going at your own pace. And um, when we start looking at the business this way, when we start looking at, okay, what aligns more to me as a person? What kind of marketing can I actually do that aligns more with me as a person versus what do I have to let me just do anything that comes my way to achieve things. Like we just have that pivotal thing, idea or mindset. Like everything will actually change for you. Everything will actually change for you. Yeah. So it's almost giving yourself permission to go at your pace and to, to say like, Hey, you're, you're good enough and you're worthy to enjoy the journey and that mm-hmm. it's not, it's not just about, like you said, um, what did you say? You said um, miserable achievement or you said, yeah, I, mean, I love I mean, that because yeah, a miserable achiever, like who wants to be a miserable achiever? Um, it's, it's true that in life we can manifest, right? We can manifest through hustling. We can manifest through different approaches, but why not manifest through, what I call like more soul success when you're aligned with your true purpose, your true essence, and you enjoy the journey. So I a hundred percent agree with that. And I, you said something, I'm learning a lot from you, Bami. And I just want you to know that because you were saying like, it's making me think giving myself permission to, to be patient and, and to know that it's like one step at a time is so important. And I know that sounds so basic, but we all in this culture have been learning, you know, there's some indoctrination and conditioning around like seeing people on Instagram make millions of dollars or even a hundred thousand or 500,000 you know, dollars. And then also it seems like overnight they've achieved certain things and it's, you know, it's just like giving ourselves permission to take it one step at a time. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to also add to that as well, like that pressure is actually very real. Okay. Like it's, it's insane when you see Instagram, like the Lamborghinis, the Ferraris and things like that. All right. So I think like, First of all, be very, very patient with yourself and also be super practical. I mean, like, you know, being super practical, like people literally need to start doing their homework and not look at a piece of content that just come on your reel that says, okay, I'm 25 and I actually bought my first house. What did the person do to get it? All right. There's just a lot of different ways that these things happen for people. So I think where people actually get it wrong is just seeing that piece of content and not being practical about it, not actually wanting to do their homework about okay, what did this person actually do. See, for example, today, um, I was running through Instagram, and then there was this reel about someone that said, when I was 16, I was making, I only had around $16,000, um, now I'm 22, I'm worth $25 million, okay? <laughs> so this person, if, if people actually did their homework, they would know that, they actually got to the place where they are at right now because they um, were very, very early on a trend that happened, all right, some years ago. Look at, let's say, look at the online course teaching thing. Five years ago, six years ago, the people that literally 
saw the opportunity first and took it. They made bank, right? They made amazing money. And that's the same story with this guy as well. So people don't know that for him, he was actually able to like hop on a trend early. Mm-hmm. If there's no trend for you to actually follow right now, why are you comparing yourself to him? That's mm-hmm. one way. Another way could be like, maybe it's from a different family entirely that that is not yours, all right? Rich background. Maybe their parents actually set them up with like, you know, amazing connections with different people. You don't know this, but people don't do the homework to really dig deep into knowing how did they get here, all right? They just look at the results and then, just follow through with the results without looking at the process. So people need to be very, very mindful about the process. When we start approaching things this way, I feel like even comparing, you know, looking through Instagram, seeing the successful people, comparing yourself to other people, just it just helps you lower that pressure a whole lot. It helps you lower it a whole lot. It helps, it helps like not focus on just results, but instead the process. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you know, we might be in different worlds as far as, like I said, our business, but at the same time, like even in spiritual entrepreneurship, there's, there's, you could say that's part of the coaching industry and it's part of um, the same model where people talk about their income and how much they're making. And so it doesn't matter if you have like a spiritual based business or not, there tends to be that comparison trap and the pressure that we feel, which really takes you out of alignment with your purpose. And, and, you know, so I, I know, so yeah, so, so permission to go at our own pace and permission to, to just do one step at a time ultimately is really how we lead ourselves in feeling more, um, abundant and joyful and, and really is how we get ourselves to achieve the things that we want in life. And I, I read that you like to kind of do one thing a day, or you have a more consistent kind of scheduling that you do. So I was wondering about that. Um, you said that you outsource a lot of things and, and so how do you do this? Like one thing a day, what does that look like? Okay, so for me, all right. Um, one of one of the one of the key things to actually building freedom in the business to actually be very build to be in control of where you spend your time, all right. So, um, so Monday to Friday, for example, like I have like okay, Monday, this is the main thing I'm doing. Tuesday this is what I'm doing. Wednesday this is what I'm doing. Thursday this is what I'm doing. Friday is what I'm doing. All right, and I also have the time. That I'm actually like, you know, allocating to these things as well. Like, you know, literally if you look at my calendar right now. I have like, okay, Mondays for recording reels. Okay. You know, record your reels on Monday, Tuesdays for clients training, Wednesdays for clients training, Thursdays for meetings, Fridays for meetings, Saturday, do whatever you want to do, Sunday, do whatever you want to do, and things like that. And, you know, that's just how I feel. A lot of people that can't multitask need to approach, you know, their own, um, building their business as well. Because for me, I can't really concentrate on, you know, three things at a time. It needs mm-hmm. to be just one. So I'm very, very self-aware about that. So if you're this type of person that, you know, when you put like five different tasks on your calendar in a day, and then at the end, you don't get it done. You feel miserable. It yeah. simply means you can't multitask. There's no point in changing yourself. Just like walk around 
building a system that works for you. And, you know, that's why that one thing, it, it thing really, really works for me right now. And um, so that's that. Then also, I actually invest so much in um coaching, okay? Because, like, that's one of the things that really, really helped me shorten a lot of work that I need to do, All right? Like, I invest thousands of dollars in coaches and just, look, there's no point in me trying to waste my time to want to figure this out. You're already there. I trust you. Your beliefs align with mine. Your philosophy aligns with my own beyond the results you can actually get for me with your program. I'm on board. Teach me this, all right? Help me with this. They show you the way. You are able to like know what not to do. You are not busy around the bush, like wasting your time, mm -hmm. all right? Just <laughs> doing random things, okay? That's that. So the coaching way just helps you. It just creates a lot of time for you to just like do focus more on you know what will work and what, what will not work then um the third thing is basically just um outsourcing the tasks that are important but i don't want to do or cannot do an example is building my landing pages all right i'm not interested in building landing pages i don't want to build my landing pages i don't want to be thinking about copywriting i don't want to be thinking about you know my colors okay this is how this layout should be my photos and things like that so what am I doing? I outsource that to my team. Like, look, build this out for me. They're able to do it faster. So I'm not really thinking about that, all right? Then the tasks that are not important to me, all right, that I don't want to do, I either just neglect them and say, look, this is not, this is not really in um, um, needle moving tasks for me right now. I don't, I don't want to do it. Or I can shift it to like later when I'm ready to do it. So this, so that's how literally I create a lot of, you know, freedom for myself, right? You know, in, for my time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like knowing what you, how you work with your own energy, right? Like if you, exactly. if you're like, I'm not a multitasker, then don't force yourself to be one. I exactly. think, I, I think I, I am kind of a multitasker because I'm a mom and I have to be, but I think it also yeah. makes me lose my mind a little bit. And I kind of don't want to be a multitasker all the time, you know, because um, that's a whole nother story. But once you have kids, do you have kids? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm still very young. I'm, I'll be 25. Okay. You're like a hundred years younger than me. I'm, I'm joking, but that's not um, true. <laughs> I'm going to be 40, 44 next or January. So, but yeah, the thing is, is that, you know, it's, thank you. Well, it's, anyways, so it's about seeing how it, it's not, and it's not even necessarily maybe how you can work, but what is the best way that you can work? So that streamlining, like that you talk about that, that kind of just like, it does give you, I think time for just time for yourself maybe and and not just freedom but maybe um maybe more creativity when your mind is not so overwhelmed with yeah. well I have to do this and that because you know the way that we we can burn energy just mentally and emotionally by overthinking and overthinking and, thinking, and exactly yeah and it's you know you're right we don't have to know everything ourselves coaches are definitely so important i i've had a mentor um kind of on and i my mentor turned out to be like my best friend but i've i've had her on and off and i think it's it's so extremely 
right on that. Why waste all this time and energy trying to figure everything out on your own, hire people to help you. But what I would ask you, I would ask you, what I would ask you is, you know, what about the, the truth that maybe we want to hire people to help us, but we don't have the money to hire people to help us with everything. Did, how did you kind of navigate building your own team? That's, that is a very astute question, Amber. And thank you for so much for asking. So, you know, one thing I wouldn't actually recommend people to do in their business right now is not to actually have a side money by the side somewhere. All right. See, for me, when I started building my business, okay, I started from college. I was still actually getting money from my dad. All right. Mm-hmm. Just even little money per month. All right. Mm-hmm. So at least like, you know, be feeding and things like that. And also to, need to actually invest in my business so i remember the earliest the, the, the very first coach i actually had his name is ryan mm-hmm. so when he brought this uh when he released is it a course of coaching i can't really remember i had i didn't actually have that money that time i didn't have it i think it was about i don't think it was up to 300 dollars for um for his offer at that time but i knew that this is something i actually wanted okay and I didn't have the money. So what I did was I messaged him. I think the, I think the thing is like a lot of people that don't have money, they are not getting creative enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's face it. Like there's a lot of different ways you can actually go about things, mm-hmm. right? Without having money, all right? It just depends on, a lot of times it, it depends on how bad you want it or how this like matters to you or not. So Ryan, I messaged him. I was like, look, like I want help. And that's very, very early on my journey. Very early on my journey. I, I was even taking my business seriously that time, <laughs> right? So I need help. What you're saying looks good, but I don't have this money right now. What can you do for me? Like, how can you help me? Okay. And literally, he puts me on a four-month payments plan for for that, um, <laughs> for like an offer as less than $300, which I'm very, very grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, then what I did was the little money I was actually having from home as well. That was actually like I caught half of it. All right. So now I'll say, okay, let me be investing this in um the monthly plan that Ryan actually gave me. And I'm, that's how I approach this. All right. So if you are maybe just starting out and you don't have money, I would say, you know, for me, you need to actually have some cushion somewhere. All right. I I recommend you have a cushion. I don't think you need, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say you need to. You can do whatever works for you, but I recommend you have a cushion. And that cushion for me. Um, it's just the little pockets money coming from home. The cushion for you can be your nine to five job somewhere, or mm-hmm. right, getting salary from. And I, you know, just keep that. Invest the money in there. And also another thing again is when you're starting out, you don't necessarily even have to spend thousands of dollars on you know coaches. All right, know exactly where you are at. Invest at your at the level you can invest in. So mm-hmm. where, where a lot of people are actually getting it wrong is they feel okay when I'm starting out. I don't have $10,000 to invest in a coach. Then they feel they need to actually invest in a coach for $10,000. No, a $10,000 coach is not good for you at that point. Not because they can't get your results, but because realistically you are not just there. How about you do your homework, get something for like $500 or $1,000 to do the work for you, right? You might actually work harder for sure, but at least you actually have a framework to follow. You know, you take it step by step until you are able to get it to that place where you are you know, you can actually invest like $15,000, $18,000, $20,000 offer. Just right. as simple as that. Right. Step by yeah. step. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, it, so I've, I've told you I channel, right? So I'm channeling, um, I channel my own guides and I channel other, the Akashic guides and they like to just download these, um, they, they download mm, sayings, you know, and one of some of them are so practical. And one of the things that they say sometimes is when there's a will, there's a way. And it's, and it is, it, it, it's not, there's always like a solution that is right for you. There's always the universe is working for you when you allow it to. Right. So um, even if it's like a book or a YouTube video, I mean, if you, you, you can don't, don't give up on what you need to support yourself, find that solution. And there's different levels of coaches and people in the industries that, that are definitely available. So I absolutely love that. There's so many resources out available to us. And it's just like building as you go, you know, start here and then building. Exactly. Another thing again is that I feel a lot of business owners, a lot of coaches, people, entrepreneurs need to also start investing in other people, other coaches, courses, Mm -hmm. wherever it may be, not because of the results they can get. All right. But because of who they will become after spending that money. So, you know, as business owners that, you know, we are actually asking people to invest in our offer, for example. Right. But see, one thing that really helped me charge more for my offer, for example. Mm -hmm. All right. $5,000, $10,000, 30K, 50K for my offers is simply because over the years, I have actually learned to spend some of this money even on myself. So it's like, it seems like a no big deal for me to actually tell you to actually spend it on me because it's not a big deal. Like it's something I've actually spent on myself anyways. So that doesn't, you know, it's not anything big. So this way, me even spending money on myself gives me some kind of confidence, right? It makes me become very, very confident in even asking people to pay me for my offer as well. So that's when I, you know, you go on sales conversations, you are not shivering, right? You're not shaking. Yeah. <laughs> sales conversation where you're telling somebody to pay you $10,000 for your offer. You're just like, you know, you are very confident and, you know, sales, making money, getting sales has a lot to do with self-confidence as well. Like the way you're actually talking to your people on these calls and um, even investing yourself is one of the key ways to help you unlock that. All right. In a way that strategies, tips, tricks that people are actually sharing with you would not like you know give you just spending money on yourself like letting that money go when that when that money goes like it's like you break that boundary like you break that um hold the money has on you yeah it's like the okay there's so many things here it's all it's so energetically you're you're getting in the game of of currency, which is giving yeah. and receiving, giving and receiving, exactly. because you know, currency and it's energy, money is energy. And so mm-hmm. we need to, instead of holding on to it, we need to learn to think of it in a different way. And yeah. that's such a big aha moment for me, what you just said, because I don't know, I can't even explain it's, it's, it's so true. You, you wouldn't, you, you, you usually, um, are confident around something that you believe in. So 
it's kind of like what you're saying is if you want other people to invest in you, you invest in yourself because yeah, it just, it, it, you're in the game of, of investing and you're in the game of believing in yourself. You're in that game. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm even <laughs> regurgitating this correctly, but it's, it's kind yeah, of yeah. what it is, but Bami, I just realized this it's, I know I said this before, but it's energy. It's, it's, it's energy. being in the energetic cycle of mm-hmm. expressing, sharing and receiving. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of people that, like I said, a lot of people are looking to charge more right now. The reason why they struggle so much to ask people that exact money is because they've not spent it themselves. So they feel that yeah. something that something they don't even believe they can spend it themselves. Like they are very, very timid when they're asking other people to, to spend it with them. All right. And um, it literally works for even not even when things don't have to do with business. I was telling my mom the other day that look, I, I think what happened was. I sent her a huge money, all right, for her, all right, maybe about this two thousand or three thousand dollars there about, and she was like, "Man, are you sure that you sent me this money?" Wow. She was not telling me about the fact that she wouldn't even have actually thought of giving someone that kind of money, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Why do you think? Why do you think this?" The moment you let that go off your account, it just it it doesn't have a hold on you anymore like yeah. it's just like it's like it's been there i've done it before no problem so you are able to actually attract people attract more there's a part in the bible that says i, I don't know the exact verse but it says like when you're holding on to things so much mm-hmm. like this so much you tend to lose it all right but when right. you are like it's like it just tends to attract even more it's just it's, it, it just walks it be it well, it, my- it, it's the law it's like that love of non-resist i don't know if it is a law but non-resistance right and resistance when you're trying to manifest something yeah. they say the more joyful and playful you can be the more the more um the less you need it the more you get it exactly because when you, exactly. When you need it exactly. you're in this constricting energy yeah that's right. That's right. And this this mindset matters a whole lot. If people are looking to, you know, get to that financial, you know, income goal that they have for themselves, like whatever goal you have for yourself, right? If you are not a slave to that goal, amazing things actually start to happen. It's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's just funny how <laughs> a lot of great business has to do with mindset, the energy, the spiritual, things like that. Um, well, so this know, is also one of the reasons. Yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead, go ahead. This, this is also one of the reasons why I personally feel that seven tips to five steps to, I recorded a content about this by the yesterday, about the fact that, you know, the practical, okay, use this hashtag to grow your content, all of those things, all right? They don't work unless you fix this aspect we've been talking about for, you know, since the start of this podcast. All yeah. right, but people, a lot of people still don't get it. And I like, just give me like this sales script to tell this client. I'm like, you don't need the sales script. You need the confidence, all right? You need to actually be patient. You need all of this mind, you know, the inner parts, the, the, the inner growth of yourself. Right. Because, because our inner world 
And like our inner perspective creates our outer reality. And I come back to that over and over and over again. And you can play with this in your life. If you maybe allow yourself to go to your negative, I don't know, self-talk and maybe just allow yourself to be really grumpy for one day, see what kind of day you have. And then you can turn it around in any moment. You have the power and the choice to turn any situation around by changing Mm -hmm. your perspective and what you believe in. So, you know, I didn't even realize how much we were going to go into mindset and energy, but it, it, I, it's true. It's true. And, you know, you didn't get to where you are today without these um, principles and the, like you said, the, the, the growth and the work that you do around your mindset. So um, Mm -hmm. I know there's so much that you could speak to um, my audience about, or, you know, the P everyone who's listening, but I, I feel, you know, I know I've taken so much of your time. I just want to maybe ask you, is there one last thing that you can say about how to show up um, in our messaging on Instagram, or I don't know, what would you want, what would you like to leave everyone with as like a last um, message, inspirational message? Okay. So the Instagram world is very crazy right now. Everybody knows, everybody's actually experiencing it. You know, there's low reach. There is my content is not working. There is nobody's listening to me and things like that. All right. Um, my message about that will be, I really want to talk about that as well. Um, and that will be for people to stop looking at Instagram or even any social media platform or even your business generally. Like it's a business, like it's Instagram. It's, it's a system. But instead, in to start paying attention to the people you're using these things, to the humans, all right, the minds, the clients, the audience, the people. When you start focusing on the people, you'll be able to actually make content that, even though it doesn't perform well, it just makes your soul happy. And that's what this is all about. When you make your soul happy with your content, definitely it makes another person happy. And this is what this is how you actually literally even build clients. You know, this is how you attract clients as well at the end of the day. You understand? Like just focusing more on them, like focusing more on what exactly do I want to say? All right. That even if the algorithm doesn't do well for me, if it doesn't show my content to people, what exactly do I want to say? And go ahead and actually say it. I'll show you that first of all, it will actually touch someone, by the way, whether it's one, two, three. And that's okay, because as a business, by the way, we don't even need as many clients as we think we need to grow our business at at the end of the day, all right? So people should stop thinking about, okay, I need to have, like, I need to actually have my content go viral. I need to, you know, have 100,000 reach impressions on my content and start focusing more on who is that one person, all right? That's what I genuinely want to say my content will touch. And just go ahead and, and say it. That's amazing. Yeah. That that feels really good. And it feels so genuine. It feels so authentic. And it's true for me too, that the most, the only time I have fulfillment on 
Instagram is when maybe I have a comment that said that someone has says, you know, I resonate with that or wow, or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it ultimately is about human connection and, um, yeah. And we've gotten, you know, we, we do get off track in the, the metrics and the, you know, the measurements and yes. So Instagram is having lower reach. It's true. And, you know, but at the same time, um, when my guides told me this the other day, you're going to be like, Amber, what are you talking about by the end of this interview? But my guides told me, um, the other day, Amber is Instagram using you or are you using Instagram? And I was like, shit, I think maybe it's using me sometimes. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's you, you, we've got to, we've got to be in, um, we've got to get ourselves to this place that you just said, where we realize it's a tool, but it's about people. And I mean, I know that, that my heart is in the right place, but I think that we just have to know what this platform is really for and not get so worried about, you know, the metrics and exactly. And also, this is also very, very essential because of consistency as well, okay? As humans, all right, like when we put out our content, when you're focused on the metrics and the metrics don't come, you feel discouraged to say, okay, mm-hmm. man, it's not working for me. I'm not going to, you know, put out content. But when you start, like, you know, busy your KPI on something different, that is not how many followers you have, how many people are clicking your website's link, but instead, based on, okay, did I really share? what I want to talk about today, all right? Start with yourself first. Did, did it make you happy that you let, let this out of your system, all right? And mm-hmm. then even if it's one person that commented on your stuff, I said, man, thank you so much for sharing this. That is amazing. Those are the real KPIs you should be looking at, all right? And when you start focusing more on this, it makes you even become very, very consistent with your content as well. It makes you just push out content without really, really caring about, you know, the, the metrics and all. And funny enough, along the line, sometime, sooner or later, people that actually vibe the whole metrics thing that I've been talking that people have been caring about now eventually comes. Just like it is. Just like it is. Right. Because you're you're speaking from your heart. And the most power and the most magnetic state that we can have is when we are aligned to our heart and to our center and we speak from there. And exactly. it's it's a hundred percent true. And it's such a good reminder. Um, and wow, this has been a really amazing conversation. Um, and yeah. I know, I know that you have, you know, maybe this, you know, with everything that we're saying that you have a lot that you teach people, um, with branding and with how to build community. But I know one of the offers that you have an offer, I think, or a wait list, th- something coming soon that I've been checking authority. Wanna, authority. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Okay. So authority is, um, my, um, coaching program. It's 12 months long mm-hmm. and it's basically, um, where I teach people, all right, coaches and consultants that are looking to transition from that hustle, from that working like a horse kind of like thing into mm-hmm. building a real sustainable business, all right, something that 
feels, I call it sustainable and also passionate. When I say passionate, like you are able to really, really use yourself, like really, really use your story, really, really use what you want to say to grow your brand, all right? And, you know, sustainable, you are making, you have like, you're going to actually have an amazing business model that doesn't make you tied down by your business that gives you, you know, that opportunity, all right, to make a bigger impact, make money that's actually beyond what you've been making you know, in the past and things like that. So that's what authorities are about. So right now, currently, um, there are actually clients in there, but it's not open every time in the year. So um, it's not open every time. So they are like, you know, opening spots. And um, in a couple of weeks, I'll be opening it again to get new people in and, you know, I think the opening spot again will be for two to three weeks. And after that, close it again and, um, you know, open it again later on. All right. Mm -hmm. So basically, this is what I help people do. And um, the way I help them build the amazing, um, you know, business, um, amazing offer. All right. It's through a hybrid coaching model. So mm -hmm. a hybrid coaching model is basically, um, you know, that model that helps you, first of all, put your clients first in terms of getting them results. So it's basically comprised of, you know, you um, synthesizing and also automating everything your clients need to get results into one single offer, all right? So things like embedding community, things like um, having like, you know, group coaching calls, one-on-one um, -on -one calls, whatever it may be, all right, that you know for sure is, is very, very essential for your clients to get results. I'll teach you how to couple that, okay? Put that into a one hybrid coaching offer. And I'll also teach you how to, you know, launch it, all right? And how to sell it passionately. Sell it without you feeling like I'm selling something, all right? Sell it in a way that feels like, you know, that feels very, very connected with you as a person. All right, so that's what authority is all about. So Muslim, yeah, program. That sounds amazing because I love the idea of the, the group coaching and the one-on-one, one -on -one, um, which is, I guess, what hybrid hybrid coaching is. It has yeah. a, I, I, I'm going to definitely check it out. I've actually been checking it out. Um, and so how do people go find you if they want to get on your wait list? Can you share with everyone how, how they can find you? Okay, so um, you can find me on Instagram at bami.brands which is B-A-M-I dot brands, B-R-A-N-D-S. And um, if you want to join authority as well, if you want to be a part of it, you can go to www.bamibrands.com slash authority. And um, you can read all about it. You can read all about the amazing testimonials um, from the clients. Like I made sure my testimonials, like, it's about 10 minutes long because I really want people to see the story of the clients, how, how they style and things like that and what's possible for them. And um, if it's something that feels good for you, I want to be a part of join the wait list. Then when it's open again, you'll be notified first and mm -hmm. um, and you are going to actually be notified about how to sign up now. Yeah. As well. Well, that's, that's exciting. And I'm definitely going to, I'll leave the li your link, you know, in the show notes. So if anyone wants to, go on over to his wait to your wait list and also to check out your Instagram. I really love what you share. It, it's, I'm always like, Oh yes, <laughs> that's a, that's a unique perspective. And that's how I found you is through Instagram. So, you know, I, I just hope that we can, um, 
utilize these platforms like Instagram in a way that feels, you know, centered and aligned and that, you know, is that they're not using us and we're, we're using it for, um, for good and for, to build our business in the way that we want to. So I appreciate you talking with me today. And I know that so many people will have a lot of takeaway moments here, things that they've learned that can help them in their own online business, whatever that business might be. So thank you so much for your time and please go check out Bami. He is amazing. (laughs) Thank you. You too, equally. And um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I believe that by sharing our stories of inspiration and transformation, together we rise. If you are interested in learning more about the Akashic Records or would like to see all my offerings, please go to my website, themalibumedium.com, or you can find me on Instagram at malibumedium. And please don't forget to rate and review the show. I would also love to hear from you. Please leave a comment. And share it with your friends if you think they would find it helpful. Together we rise, empowered, your light is fearless.